The Indiana Hoosiers remain as watchable as any team in the country. Sarah Scalia is here to join us to talk about why that is. She's a big part of it. Locked on women's basketball starts now. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to Locked on Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdal. I want to thank you for making us your first listen every day. Over 160,000 of you showed up in October alone to listen to us six days a week. The way we show up for you means the world. Of course, it is not just me, but the incredible team going over at thenexthoops.com, covering all things women's basketball. We had over 1.1 million readers in October alone. We will have our Big Ten reporter live in Maine for the McKenzie Holmes homecoming game coming up later this week. So the coverage will continue. Make sure you're subscribing, $9 a month, $72 a year, thenexthoops.com. And we have done a lot of coverage of Indiana Hoosiers basketball. It is a fascinating team. Sarah, you are a little bit of a later addition, having transferred over uh, from University of Minnesota. But you said something so interesting in my mind uh, back on Media Day, where you said, we do a lot of things other programs don't do. And I wonder if you take me through, what's the biggest, what's the biggest single thing you had in mind when you were saying that to those of us gathered at Media Day? Um, I think the big thing at Indiana is just the work that everyone puts in. Everyone on the team is really committed to um, themselves working on on their game specifically and how they can improve to help the team. So I think a big thing uh, coming here was just uh, seeing everyone work, put in extra work outside of practice. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously it's led to a lot of success for our team. We're going to talk a lot in segment one uh, in a nerdy kind of way, talking about your game by the numbers, which is something that I find very fascinating. Uh, Segment two, we're going to be talking bigger picture about how you fit into what's happening in Indiana and the way you see the future for you as well. But the place I want to start is just, uh, you know, and I'm just going to be honest and real about it. Um, You were obviously a lousy free throw shooter last year. You only made 91% of your free throws. You worked obviously hard at it. You've gotten that number up to a respectable 100% so far. Uh, take me through, really, how do, you, how do you do that? How do you shoot free throws at that level? And how do you find a way to even get better at it? Um, I think a big thing, I just consistently uh, work on my free throws, especially when I'm tired in games. Uh, that's a big thing. And think it's it's one of the easiest baskets I'll probably get uh no one guarding me so obviously I want to hit hit my shots when I get to the line for sure um and yeah just continuously uh working on it what's the routine what's the free throw routine and how early did you have that routine oh my free throw routine is pretty easy it's just like two dribbles shot basically nothing else and I've done that since as far as I can remember I don't remember ever changing it you think that matters? Do you think that is, you know, having that kind of consistency in your routine matters? And does, does that play a part in, you know, just we'll get into it, but your efficiency is off the charts from basically all three levels. Is that part of making a great shooter? 
Oh yeah, I think for sure consistency is a big thing. Uh, I knew right my routine very early on. I wanted to stick to it and never kind of change that. So I knew that was kind of the last of my worries was my routine um, and just kind of continuously uh, working um, to hit my shots at the line. Obviously it's at the line, but it's everywhere. Early on, you are a 50-40-100 player, uh, as we talked about at the top. The thing that I think is most interesting to me when I look at your game and the way it's uh, evolved here in 23-24 so far is your ability to finish at the rim. And so CBB Analytics breaks it down by range. You look around the rim, and last year, 19 for 37, a very respectable number of shots made right at the rim. You are 12 for 13 at the rim so far this year. Just a really significant jump forward. Uh, some Somehow, you know, at like a McKenzie home level, Holmes level finishing at the rim, but you're doing it obviously without the same kind of size. You're doing it in a true three-level game. How has that evolution happened and how much of that was a focus for you this offseason? Um, yeah, I think that was one of my like biggest focus in the offseason was definitely finishing around the rim. I kind of last year uh, didn't really use my body as much as I could have and kind of shied away from contact. And this year, uh, a big focus for me was kind of finishing through contact. You know, I'm not always going to get the foul call um, and just kind of finishing um, around the basket was kind of open up a lot more for me. You are also contributing significantly at the defensive end. One of the numbers I like to use is defensive points per possession. Synergy gives that to us. You're at .717, which obviously would be a helpful thing at the defensive side of the ball regardless. When it comes from somebody with your offensive array, the net is so significant for this Indiana team. What do you do on the defensive side of things? Is it just a question of hearing your teammates more, being more uh, connected directly? You know, how, how do you practice defense? Because it is so much of a collaborative thing. Um. Yeah, I think a big thing for me uh, was just kind of staying in front of the ball um, because obviously I can use my quickness to my advantage, uh, especially on the defensive end. Um, so I think a big thing was just being able to stay in front of the ball and then uh, obviously off the ball. I've had to work on that a little bit um, and just being in help when I need to be. And then coaches do a really good job at scouting and knowing personnel. So I think that's something I really focus on, too, whether they're a shooter or more of a driver helps for sure. It's really interesting to me. And again, I know I keep going back to the same word, efficiency, but you look at it across the board and it's what you bring to the game. So I want to tackle a couple of those aspects of it and wonder how much these are team specific. I want to start with the assist percentage. Your assist percentage is north of 15 so far this year. That's a jump over 9.4 last year. Of course, there is a change with Grace Berger having moved on to the WNBA. How much is being more of a facilitator part of what Terry has asked of you and how much of it uh, is it what you've asked of yourself? Um, Yeah, that's definitely something coach has uh, kind of like made me aware of as being more of a facilitator, especially with Grace gone. Um, I'm probably going to be a little bit more involved in the offense and, you know, they're going to, when I'm hitting my shots, they're going to focus more on me, which will open it up for, for others, especially uh, in the pick and roll game, which is something I've definitely been, been working on uh, with our post players. And the other part of this, and I think this is so notable, is you're looking to create for others more. 
but it has not come at the expense of your overall decision making. There's this crazy stat so far. You're at your turnover percentage is 3.4%. Now, if you go by, you know, the WNBA, Elena Deladon's been the best in the history of the league at that. She's right around six and a half percent. Brianna Stewart in some of her best years is right around seven. It's obviously it's early, it's a small sample size, but it's evidence that right off the bat, you are finding ways to avoid making mistakes. Is that the game slowing down for you? Are there things you're seeing? You know, how has that come about so far? Um, I feel like just being a little bit more involved in the game has definitely helped um, a lot and helped me just kind of focus in on what I need to do uh, offensively and defensively. And um, obviously, you know, my goal is is to open it up for others. And obviously, you know, if Mac gets double or something, uh, kick out and hit my shots, um, it's hard to guard. So, so yeah, it's definitely something fo to focus on. 30 and a half minutes a game so far. You're obviously a vital contributor here. There was this quote from your coach last year and i keep coming back to it where she said she was the missing piece how much does that challenge you how much do you feel pressure that goes along with that you know what was your response to hearing that and how often are you hearing that internally from her as you're accommodating yourself to life here at indiana um yeah i mean i don't feel a whole lot of pressure with it obviously you know my goal is to kind of come in and play my role and what coach Moran asked me to do. So I think that's kind of just what I really focus on. Um, obviously she's, she's one of the best coaches I've ever been coached by. So uh, listening to what, to what she has to say to me um, and how I can improve my game and um, obviously use my strengths to my advantage when I do get the opportunity. It is a remarkable season you're having so far, just the beginning. Uh, I am quite certain, but I want to get into in segment two, a little bit more of how it feels too. So we'll be back right after this to talk about the feel of this season for Sarah Stallion, Indiana. But first, very excited to talk to you guys about eBay Motors because eBay Motors is doing something very interesting. They've teamed up with our Locked On Fantasy Basketball host, Josh Lloyd, to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long, whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week Josh is going to provide you with some players that are a guaranteed fit on your roster. So here's who Josh picked out for the eBay guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. He has Jaden Ivey, he has Gordon Hayward, he has Sadiq Bey, Scoot Henderson, but he has Al Horford. And that does my heart good because if Al Horford is still producing, then I can maintain the illusion that I am young. And Al Horford has started five games already in Boston. Kristaps Porzingis is injury prone, and that often leads to more opportunities. Stick with Al. That's what Josh had to say about it. And of course, make sure you are sticking with eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Again, to me, this is such a big deal. I know nothing about cars, but I know that my car needs to run. And so that they have brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, whatever your car needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, it is guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you cannot do better taking it anywhere else. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions 
apply. So it must have been pretty terrible to have to go down to the islands over Thanksgiving. Um, how sad were you to experience tropical weather uh, rather than uh, having Thanksgiving weekend back home uh, in Minnesota? Was it similar uh, temperatures? Oh, I mean, Florida was definitely a lot nicer uh, than back home. But um, no, yeah, it was it was a fun time, definitely down in Florida. A fun time, but also obviously a very significant time for this team. And again, it was hard when I watched you guys not to feel like this was a team that had things together. And I, I just wonder how much you think the summer trip you took played a part in getting the type of continuity that we saw in the game, you know, particularly a big win over Princeton, who I agree with your coach is one of the top 25 teams in the country. Um, yeah, I think uh, our two games we had in Florida definitely, you know, helped bring our team a little closer together. And we know what we can accomplish. We just kind of got to come together and, and work together to be able to do that. And that kind of showed in Florida. Uh, we kind of had a battle to the end against Princeton. And then obviously we beat, a, we beat a good Tennessee team. So I think a big thing for us is just believing in, in how um, how good our team can be. And chemistry has been a big thing. We, we have um, – just about the same team as we do last year outside of Grace. So um, that definitely plays a role is, is we all know each other pretty well. You know, the thing, I, I hesitate to overstate it, but it was a near perfect game you played in that game against Princeton. And uh, your team needed every bit of it, but to put up 28 points is obviously the big takeaway and the number one. But I look and I see you played over 38 minutes and you did not have a turnover. It just, it was a flawless example of team basketball. You made five threes, seven rebounds, doing a little bit of everything. Do you pride yourself on being that kind of all-around player? And how do you account for being able to manifest so many of these different skills? Um, yeah, I think that's something I've definitely tried improving on. You know, just a couple of years ago, I was kind of known as just a three-point shooter. So um, as the time's gone on, I've definitely evolved my game into doing more than just shooting threes and specifically on the defensive end as I've gotten at Indiana is obviously something they've really focused on. So I've really tried to, to lock in on the de defensive end because I know that that's what Indiana is really big on. That's how we're going to win games. So I think that's that's been a big thing for me is just kind of um, focus on involving my game more than just, you know, being a shooter and uh, doing other things in the court that will help the team couple of key steals in that game as well, you know, to get those types of wins and putting yourself in a position where you are playing for seeding. I just, I know that last year that was a team that had final four aspirations. It was a team that quite frankly, I'm on the record on this show is saying, I think was one of the top four teams in the country. I expected to see you guys at the final four. How hard was it when you fall short of those goals and how do you use those types of moments to not only drive your game, but as a team to drive the team's game? Oh yeah, it was definitely really hard, you know, falling short last year, especially uh, cause we know we had, you know, a lot of potential and we obviously had a really good uh, regular season. So it was tough to see our season end that way. Mm -hmm. um, but at this, like, we obviously have to move on and the only thing we can really do is is get motivated by it and no we don't want to have that feeling again so 
I think just really coming together in, in the hard moments and obviously, you know, overcoming adversity is a big thing for a team. So I think we kind of just got to stick together, um, do that and know, you know, we don't want to feel the feeling we had at the end of last year, kind of let it motivate us um, this year. I am curious because last year you guys got off to, I want to say it was like an 11 and 0, 12 and 0 start. And so you had a setback early this year and it was, you know, a route against Stanford. Do you feel like there's a value to that, to be able to have that early on? Cause you guys have played like a team on a mission ever since. Oh yeah. I think Stanford definitely was a little bit of a wake up call for us. I mean, obviously Stanford's a really good team, um, but they beat us by more than more than they should have. And we're obviously a lot better than what we showed at Stanford, but um, it was good to have that early in the season rather than later. So we can we can learn and move on from that. And it's kind of really helped us motivate us, um, especially in practice and in these next couple games to to not do necessarily what we did in Stanford, especially on the defensive end. What what changed there when the, where the rubber hits the road at the defensive end? What are adjustments you guys were able to make? Because, again, and just, you know, for our listeners at home, you went out and beat Murray State 112 to 79. But the bigger thing for me is your last three games, you've allowed opponents 44 points, 57 points and 63 points. And again, Tennessee and Princeton are teams that we're going to see into March and probably deep into March. Um, yeah, I think a big thing for us was one-on-one uh, -on -one defense needed to be better. I mean, um, we're getting too easily beat off the, off the bounce, and so that's something we've definitely been really focusing on in practice. And then um, obviously just playing team, team defense. You know, if one person isn't on the same page, it's it, it'll mess up the whole, the whole defensive uh, plan. So I think um, a big thing was, yeah, just one-on-one -on -one defense and, and obviously helping out our teammates when we do get beat. Um, and then just all around being tougher, you know, getting getting the rebounds, getting the loose balls, uh, for sure, is something we've been focusing on a lot. Well, it's clearly working. It's clearly having an impact. And before we go in segment three, I do want to go through how you see the future for yourself, for your team. Really eager to talk about it. Back in just a moment to talk about the future here in Indiana with, with Sarah. But first, I want to tell the folks at home about FanDuel and the opportunity that FanDuel offers right now. Um, Sarah, you are from uh, Stillwater, Minnesota. Do I have that correct? Yep. So friends and family are doubtless uh, Minnesota Viking fans in uh, large part, right? Well, the good news is that there are other teams that you can also bet on over at FanDuel for any winning $5 money line bet. And I, I say this, but I'm a lifelong New York Giants fan. So my team has been suffering in ways that make Minnesota look like a Super Bowl contender. But at FanDuel, they get a $5 bet. And you if you win, you get $150 credited to your account. You use it on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. It's 150 bucks. If your team wins, so just go over to fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Who knows? Maybe the Vikings will surprise us down the stretch. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Yeah, tough, tough times for uh, for the teams from your home state and my home state for sure. So let's talk before we go. And I, I want to know, first of all, how you visualize the future. Is that something that you use on a regular basis? Do you try and allow yourself to think about moments in time, goals, you know, how does that play a part in the way you develop and evolve as a player? 
Um, yeah, goals is definitely something I'm really big on, just kind of helps motivate me um, and remind me each and every day of, of where I want to go um, and what I want to do, especially um, goals as a team is also a big thing our, our team uh, focuses on, um, just kind of helps us remind us of specific things that, that we want to, you know, achieve and accomplish as, as we go on in the season. So I think that's, that's a big thing is goals. For you personally, do you look at it from a numbers perspective? Is there a feel? You know, how do you define what that is to go and meet those goals? Um, I think it can be numbers, but it can be also just, you know, winning obviously is a big thing for me. You know, I want, I'm a big competitor. I want to win. So that's something um, obviously I want to do. Something we're really big on at Indiana is, is wanting to win another Big Ten championship. Um, there's nothing kind of like winning championships and and uh, winning in big games like that. So that's something we work towards doing each and every day. Do you let yourself think about what it would feel like to be in Cleveland in April of 2024? Do you visualize Indiana in that final four? Oh yeah, I think uh, visualizing stuff like that is really important. Just kind of, you know, being able to, um, you know, have that type of feeling of, you know, being able to have all your work uh, pay off and, and obviously win in big games, especially in the NCAA tournament. Um, and obviously we work all year towards towards the end of the year in the tournament to be able to win uh, down the stretch. And then you are, I, I mean, we've gotten very used to seeing these designations, senior plus, as they uh, talk about your year uh, at Indiana, studying, as I understand it, sports management. I'm wondering the way in which you see your future, the way in which having a sports management background is a necessary part of going in, especially playing at the next level when so much of the infrastructure of women's sports is just being built now. Um, yeah, I think it's definitely, well, I've studied it now for two years, but it's definitely something I'm really interested in um, and want to learn more about. And I think will definitely help me um, in the future as far as just my knowledge of sport marketing in general. And then um, obviously I want to try and continue playing basketball after college and see where that takes me. So it's definitely something important to me. Has seeing Grace make this transition helped for you to be able to visualize it more easily and be able to sort of see how that's going to go? Oh yeah, it's definitely uh, good seeing somebody like, you know, and obviously played with uh, play at the next level, uh, specifically, you know, in the WBA and overseas um, and just kind of, you know, watching what she's been doing and, and how how it's like over there um, is definitely, you know, something I definitely am obviously look towards doing in the future. So, yeah. Well, to our listeners at home, find any chance you can to watch Sarah play and to watch Indiana play. I can tell you if you're here on the East Coast that Indiana is coming to Rutgers on December the 9th. Uh, I will be there for sure because I will make sure to experience it. Sarah, we appreciate your time. To our listeners at home, we thank you for making us a part of your day every single day. We will, of course, be back tomorrow as we are six days a week. Until then, I am Howard Magdal wishing all of you a wonderful day. Welcome to You are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball.